0: Welcome to Playing With Fire, the podcast for people who are ready to custom build their love.
1: We're talking about non-monogamy, however you design it, as an individuation opportunity.
0: Want to leave the default and make your life spectacularly you? You're in the right place. Hey there, friend.
1: Hello, friend.
0: I'm um, going to talk about jealousy tonight, one of my favorite things.
1: Jealousy enthusiast, you.
0: I am a you jealousy are. enthusiast, which is kind of interesting. It's a little bit redundant, right? Because the root of jealousy is zelos,
1: which, which translates is also enthusiasm, enthusiasm,
0: right? So, sure, yeah, I'm an enthusiast enthusiast. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I, uh, I mean, I even named one of my kids essentially another word for enthusiasm. I'm, I'm big. I like energetic commitment to just doing what the Boy, hell you want. Oh, you really want. do.
1: You really do. Whatever it which is. It explains the work you're in.
0: <laughs> but and we wanted to talk about it pretty specifically. Facet, there yeah, we go.
1: are we looking at?
0: Um, I've had a bunch of comments recently on some short videos that I've been making for TikTok and for Instagram Reels. Um, I talk about jealousy and one of the unsung heroes of jealousy which is its capacity to arouse us okay and let's just cut right to the chase uh, its capacity to be an a arou- a sexually erotically arousing experience w- which
1: specific arousal
0: if you are not a person who has experienced jealousy this way if you're a person who when your intimate bond with another um with a valued other when when that connection feels like it could be interrupted if you experience jealousy as a total shutdown and and like you freak out and your body closes up and there's there's all tightening and constriction well then this might not sound familiar to you however in my own experience and in about 30 percent of the people I have researched I have had as research participants arousal sexual arousal a sexual excitation is another variation of what can happen when jealousy shows up.
1: Well, that sounds fun. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so there's the thing. If you can if you can take it out of the personal for a moment and just think that if jealousy is about feeling a threat to a connection you have, right? If it's about threat at all, well, if you can translate that sensation of threat into something exciting in a yummy, delicious hot way, well, fun, right?
1: I have a question that it's never occurred to me to ask before. You mean like bungee jumping?
0: Yes, exactly. It's
1: dangerous, right? It's a threat, but people go out there and pursue it on purpose because it's a thrill.
0: Okay. This, huh. y- y- I, I didn't know we were going to go this direction, but I think that is in fact exactly what I was playing with. When before you and I were an actual item, um we were hanging out in a group of people who were fucking around and finding out. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even really know didn't that know about that, but, but it, it was turned happening. out pretty much everybody around us um was, yeah, involved in some kind of, if not actual sexual play. There was all kinds of flirtation and um questioning and uh, interesting parties and Lots of drunkenness and little getting high. Double I mean,
1: entendres and single entendres. And...
0: Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. This was happening all yeah. around us, and my experience of that was hell yeah. This is exactly what I need. I I was at that point seventeen years into a relationship, thirteen years married, and bored and frustrated, and um, it felt like it felt like juice. Mm. felt like electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, I had four children at the time under the age of 10. I was like, yeah, I was looking for some bungee activity <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and I did. I wanted, yeah. a, I wanted a secure bungee jump. Like I wanted to know that the, 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 the fire I was feeling was safe. So yeah. I wanted to walk on coals in a controlled environment. Unfortunately, I had no idea what I was doing. so i'm not sure i did it that way okay no i know i did not do it that way but yeah do you experience jealousy as arousing or do you experience it as threatening without the arousal or some mix what how does it work for you
1: well how deep do we want to get to get into me and, and my stories and me. I mean, I'd love to, but um, well, I, the answer I'm is- Well, I am curious
0: because I talk about my own experience. I mean, I was quoted in Vogue talking about what I do when I'm jealous. Yeah, so. yes, yes, you were. <laughs> um, and it's not subtle, people. Um, but you are not me. So, I, And we do talk about this personally, but actually not as much. No. Because for a long time, you identified, at least to me, you identified as a person who was just sort of low jealousy. Jealousy yep. just wasn't a really big deal. You had lots of evidence- um, you had been in an open relationship for a very long time. You had never struggled with in- intensity of jealousy, but that's not the same as enjoying it. No, in it fact, no, it isn't. It could be the opposite. You might not feel it at all.
1: So I struggled with jealousy. I mean, I struggled to identify what I was feeling as jealousy, but then things have changed. We've, we've had so many conversations, we've had so many experiences and the The helpless, watery feeling I would get out of jealousy, that's not what I get anymore. Now, it feels to me, it more resonates with some more active and intentional parts. Mm. That's a lot more fun.
0: Okay. Is it
1: arousing? Not sure yet.
0: Okay, yeah. But it's
1: activating versus uh, disabling.
0: Okay, so that, that makes total sense to me because... I first noticed jealousy as a thing when I was in my, um, I was probably about 25 when I first noticed, oh, jealousy is a way I can get off. Mm -hmm. So I actively shifted from feeling threatened. So my my then husband um, had a work colleague. He was just really into, he enjoyed her company. This was, I I had no reason not to trust him. I still, I maintain complete comfortability with the idea. I had nothing happened there was not there was not even not even the hint he was perfectly honorable it was all good
1: yeah but that's not what jealousy is not, about anyway it's not <laughs> but here's
0: the thing yeah i liked the idea so. that it wasn't and i and it was like it unfolded in real time as me first accusing him of doing things that oh. he absolutely was not doing
1: oh okay
0: which was a bit of projection because i wanted to do those things but i didn't have any opportunity and then I started encouraging him to talk as if those things were happening, right? So I want a dirty talk. So I would encourage him to talk to me, to use that as inspiration, to share fantasies with me, to make stuff up.
1: So it's not just that you used your own private imagination to explore. No, I... You're like, hey, let's let's hook it to some things outside and see what happens.
0: Yeah, because yeah. what I noticed is this person who we, we had struggled Um, to find our arousal for each other after already we were already together for almost 10 years by then and we were struggling and it was just this obvious it it was like it was like looking at the lawnmower and saying you know what we should pull on that ripcord I I bet it might do something (laughs) like you know what it does look at that so at first it was this like stumble oh oh that could work and then we intentionally played with it, and so for me, I, I don't know. I don't know any other way. It seemed to me that it was erotic, so I was like, "Well, okay." I I was big on giving myself permission to find things erotic. I like I've said before, it feels like the one thing my parents did not screw up is they left me with my sexual selfhood. But you had a very different experience, or at least that's how you've related it to mm. me. Oh yeah. Of a lot of shame around your arousal and a lot of um, disconnection from the erotic altogether. So I could imagine you not feeling jealousy for a bunch of reasons. One being maybe not being connected to the erotic at all. Uh, like, so how are you going to connect jealousy to the erotic right. if you're that, cause that's a few yeah. steps out. But also if you can't be really vulnerable with someone, how strong, like, is that connection actually going to feel threatened? And like, so.
1: Uh, yes, I, I think I, I see where you're going. Yeah. I felt
0: threatened. Um, the, the jealousy I was feeling when I was 25. So I was at the time, Um, I was running a small company, but mostly working for myself and mostly doing the stay at home mom thing. And it was a rough time. And I was very much at a disadvantage. I felt my vulnerability. My life was very much in his hands in that way. And I really loved him. And I wanted his attention all the time. The threat level was high, right? So the jealousy, like him just looking at someone else could inspire jealousy. And then I could immediately take it to this place of vulnerability in myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But I remember you from earlier days. I've known you a long time you didn't really let anybody in or at least that was my experience of you is you were you were simon and garfunkel you were a an island
1: yeah i was the, just straight up um, patriarchy handed me this this road map like okay i'll trudge down this road of isolation and <laughs> and so as a result not connecting strongly to the people around me like you said um low threat I mean I I, I actively worked to keep the threat low
0: right so let's be yeah. really clear here I I mean I'm talking about your first wife like yeah were you vulnerably um exposed enough so so that you could really have access to jealousy I don't know I mean I the, um, I'm just thinking about like so so then, while she was having another relationship, you didn't seem, you didn't seem to have like your jealousy, your jealousy wasn't being pulled. And one possible explanation for that is that you just didn't feel threatened. And so are I you low jealousy or have you, or has it just I not been not, a hit the threshold?
1: Yeah. Had I not uh, opened up access to the parts that were going to feel threat or did I keep them closed?
0: Or were you literally not actually engaged enough with that partner to feel like it was a threat. Like okay, well if this relationship ends, then I'll have another. I mean, I don't know. But there are a lot of ways we can protect ourselves from feeling jealous. And one of them is to just not be available for vulnerability. There's to avoid an... vulnerability altogether. Yeah.
1: And I definitely I absolutely did that um okay. in on several levels and so that relationship was um was included in the things that I kept Tightly contained and disconnected from even my for vulnerable, from, yeah, from my vulnerable parts.
0: What an interesting sentence to have a relationship <laughs> disconnected from your vulnerable parts. What is a
1: disconnected relationship? Well, because it doesn't seem like the word relationship What would it be in like applies. electrical
0: engineering or something? Like what would, what would something be that's like,
1: an that has circuit. to
0: interact but doesn't connect? <laughs> I don't even know, but... It feels like there's a metaphor here for. Like I don't know. Einstein didn't believe
1: in that. He called that spooky action at a distance. Didn't believe <laughs> in it.
0: Well, what I'm concerned about is it sounds, it it from my perspective, I think it doesn't sound relational. However, I hear stories like that all the time. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes of people who have felt like their connection waned over time, and sometimes people are like, "No, I'm just not a." No. why would I let anyone get that close and there are a lot of reasons I mean there are trauma history reasons there are um I mean just you grew up in a pretty um low emotionality household I did. Uh, there are tons of reasons and then there's just like how are you wired like
1: and how do you connect um there's there's a lot to be to be dug in on that side of things and then and then you and I got together, and I started to learn about the value of vulnerability in a relationship. And now I started having access to the feelings of i st- I still wasn't like I ignored the feeling of threat mostly <laughs> like, yeah, oh, man, I, I mean, I didn't just see you let it go you. when um, I was
0: dating in our early days, I saw no response from you. and there was no know. there was no outward expression of jealousy, which.
1: How much outward expression of affection was there?
0: There was not a lot. It was
1: a low bandwidth <laughs> expression time. Your expressiveness was yeah. tight. So it's even, it's hard for me even to go back and think, was that there? Was I feeling jealous? What was I feeling in those moments? I kept, hmm, it was like an emotional dissociation. Okay. Because when I think back, what was I feeling? I don't know. I can't, mm. I can't. Can't remember. I remember some feeling. I mean, I remember lots of feelings of <laughs> angst and is life going to work and stuff like that, like real practical stuff.
0: And and when we would have, an, anytime we would erotically exchange, so we'd have sex or we'd be um, collaborating on, on fantasy, just talking sexually, yeah. I would get this emotional response from you. Mm-hmm. Then... But yeah, it was often like you would sort of shut down in between, Yep. in between those times, and that's not how it works for us anymore. Nope. So now, yeah, <laughs> yeah yay. <laughs> um, so now, I date now. Yep. And um, I'm. I mean, I experience you dating. I experience watching you have sex as entirely erotic. I experience you dating as entirely erotic, even when. It is threatening feeling. So you have dated at times when it has sent me.
1: Uh, the benefits of multiplicity.
0: Off the charts in jealousy. Mm-hmm. Like total meltdown. But because of two things. One, you are very patient when I'm jealous. You will reassure, reassure, reassure while not capitulating. You're, you do a beautiful job of reassuring me without saying, oh, well, I just won't, I just won't. You don't try to fix it. Mm -hmm. You just let me experience my jealousy on my timetable and you never shame me for getting off on it because I can be like, I can be in full threat response crying and still want to have an orgasm about it because yeah, multiplicity (laughs) is awesome. right? (laughs) (laughs) The lens of multiplicity is my friend and I shall use her, but you aren't me. And I've talked to lots of people who experience this in a range of patterns. Some, just like me, they're like, oh yeah, once I figured out that jealousy was a hook, not only am I thoughtful and using it in my open relationships, but also I can arrange BDSM scenes, I can arrange kink scenes, and I can arrange sexual fantasies that specifically work on that Mm -hmm. storyline, right? right. Like even if it's not quote unquote real, right? Like I can arrange the storyline, To be one that inspires that jealousy and if you just think of it like a like a spark like boom okay so you get a spark now you get a fire cool especially done in the context of lots of consent and really open fluid conversation and support so cool but I don't know that's not how I experience you (laughs) responding to my dating
1: no. Um,
0: I know I'm putting you on the spot.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm thinking about what I said about the low emotional bandwidth. And it's not like I am one single thing. And when I expanded my emotional bandwidth, that was it across the board. Yeah. I think what's happened in my response to your dating is I've been slowly opening that up mm. so that I can feel more. Because, you know, you'd come back from dates and, and I'd be like, Hi. <laughs> 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 That'd be it. Um, it's true. You like would Like, no rarely... curiosity. And yeah. I'm a curious person.
0: You are. You're so, like a kitten. <laughs>
1: so not asking those questions. It's like, what's going on over there? There must be a problem. I'd be like, no, there's no problem. <laughs> I'm not feeling anything.
0: <laughs> so Don't you're think numb. that's a
1: problem? Yeah. So okay. it, would be, it would be numb. Um,
0: what would you do? Like, so let's say five years ago mm-hmm. when I was out on a date... What would you do during a date? Well, while, while I was gone, because um, we've we've always had pretty good exit rituals. So mm-hmm. like, if one or the other of us is leaving, um, we're good about using music and movement and um, yeah. and saying certain things so that we get a nice, a clean goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. and transition out because transitions are so exposing. So we we've been and we. I mean, so we've we been
1: practicing to, that. We've been we've practicing been that
0: since m- the very beginning. working to get better right? at it, so and it's
1: pretty smooth now. So that's
0: good. But I don't know what you do while I'm gone, and you don't talk about it much. I mean, a little bit more recently, but you don't talk about it a lot. What would you have done five years ago?
1: Five years ago, I would have... Um, uh, okay, this is interesting. I hadn't heard the word numb. in. A, I would plunk myself down in front of the TV and watch basically movies the whole time you're gone.
0: What kind of movies?
1: Action movies.
0: So the kind you don't, <clears throat> you don't tend to watch those yeah. when I'm around. Yeah. It's an interesting, so do those, um, I mean, they're not arousing for you. You're not aroused by violence. I've no, never seen no, you. No, 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 And, and how about, like, do you masturbate then?
1: Um, or that, like back then? That would be one of the other things that I would do. I, I might I might watch action movies the whole time. I might spend a whole bunch of time watching porn and masturbating. And
0: but not from the position of like, oh, this is erotic. No, She's doing totally that. Closed I'm doing this. into
1: myself. Yeah, very. Okay. Very wow. isolating.
0: Yeah, and so I have the completely opposite experience of that where I'm like right. Well, if I think about that, now I know what I want to do. Um
1: and as I've gotten my elbows into that emotional range, um, I do a lot more of that. Well, I didn't do any. And now I'm like, okay, I wonder what's going on. I imagine into it. And
0: it's, the, yeah, imagining into it and letting yourself imagine into it, which isn't the same as actually knowing what's going on. Because your erotic story, what's erotic for you to imagine I'm doing has nothing to do with what I actually do.
1: No, no, I, it's no. All, because it's, it's for you me and it's for me it's right. for you you're yep.
0: making your own porn yeah you yeah so and if
1: if i wanted to like it it's not the right move to try to learn about what your experience is by imagining it <laughs> that's <laughs> not how i'm going to learn about you so that's but it has Maybe to you should be say about that me. again
0: because um I, I see that in my office a lot, where, oh, okay. a lot, where people spend a lot more time imagining into what their partner's doing and making meaning out of what they see their partner oh, doing yeah. than they do okay, thank you asking for that. their that's, partner what they're doing.
1: That's what I was trying to say. And it asking
0: is, for transparency about it and increasing their own tolerance to actually be with, so what did you do? How did it go? Mm-hmm. Which... Gets us into a whole. We can have a whole conversation about the consent of sharing details, and it's another layer.
1: The the meaning making is so key because okay, so I can I can sit at home and imagine what you're doing, and I can use that imagination to get angry, to get aroused. To are
0: those two things different?
1: To uh, <laughs> to because angry anger is an aroused emotional right, state. Like
0: that's it's not that...
1: for me erotically. That's Uh, it. Charged, aroused state. But for some people it is. Right. It isn't for me. Um, Which is
0: kind of a bummer for me sometimes. uh, Yeah.
1: Like, darn. I haven't managed to cultivate that You're just
0: not a sadist. It's not your jam.
1: Um, Yeah. So if I try to make meaning out of what I imagine you're doing in terms of our relationship, well, that's not... Because that is 100% me. Right. So if... If I wanted to tell you about it and we could have a discussion, now there might be some relational stuff. But if it's just I bring it to you as though that's what you just did and here's how I feel about it, uh, that's that's a different story. Okay, uh, that's
0: the whole thing for me right there. You just encapsulated it. If I tell myself a story about what you're doing, like I so I imagine into it, so you're out on a date, mm-hmm. and I have done this. You're out on a date. I imagine what physical actions you're taking. I imagine how you're undressing someone. I imagine where your body parts are. I imagine the stories. I imagine your voice. I imagine the... the and, and it's not just about the sexual stuff. It's actually about the intimate stuff more than anything. Mm-hmm. I imagine the soft brushes and the, the intimate language. And if from there I start my meaning-making... I will most likely be angry at you because I will have talked myself into a story that one has very little actual intel because you haven't even come home yet. Right. So I have no idea what's actually happened. But because I am a trauma survivor and um, an SA survivor and because I have heard literally thousands of stories of people experiencing relational trauma... My pattern detection is really good. Yep. So I could convince myself that my predictions yeah. are more true than your actual experience. Yeah. And I know experiment. that's fucked up, I, but but I know but I've it's, done it. Uh, but where it's, I'm like, um, no, I'm sure this is how it went. And you're, and you're not like, the only one who does stuff um, like that. Yeah. It's not though.
1: Because yeah, a little thought experiment. So I go off on a date. And you stay home and you get yourself all ramped up with your imagination. And then I come home and you're angry. I got lost. I never even got to the <laughs> date, but you're still angry.
0: Yes. Right? Well, because it still happened for <laughs> me. Because it
1: still 100% happened for you.
0: Because there's the thing. So I take the imaginal very seriously. Mm-hmm. But I didn't always know to do that. I take the imaginal seriously because as a depth psychologist, I have been, um, I've been trained to understand that what I imagine forms, it forms just as real a um, an experience for my psyche, for my internal world, mm-hmm. yeah. as what objectively happens that I can't even observe. Yeah. I cannot observe you out. I mean, I'm not, sp- I do not have physical spies on you and I do not monitor you through any means. I don't track your phone or anything. So... I have no intel, but my imagination creates a scenario that my brain can absolutely believe. And the cool part about realizing that was that I can choose to imagine anything I want. I don't actually have to let my imagination drive itself. So then Mm -hmm. it's about bringing unconscious and conscious alignment, right? So my unconscious habits and tendencies might be, to ramp up into angry arousal. But over time, I realized, no, I I like to get off to this. And I do trust you. And we have exquisite agreements. We have really beautiful, holistic agreements about how we treat each other in these circumstances. And so if I consciously drive my imagination, I can choose to have an experience that is honestly richer than the description you're going to give me when you come home usually well, well by a lot
1: sure i mean and yeah is of course
0: juicy and yummy and i can and i can consciously steer away from the parts where i am feeling overly threatened right because like i want to experience hyper arousal i want to be experiencing that like oh this is getting my motor running this is exciting yeah. but i do not want a spike of adrenaline where i am now out of control and feeling like my bodily safety is affected so yeah it's just, it started off as a a happenstance i hap, i stumbled onto this but i stumbled onto it now 20 years ago so
1: you've had some time to work with it
0: right and i've intentionally worked with it and i'm watching you now choose to work with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: from from your own perspective and it's fascinating to watch you dabble into like oh just the other night, you asked, you actively asked me to tell you some details about what I'd been doing, and that's not your pattern. And I, I noticed that, and it's what inspired me to want to record this episode. Mm-hmm. Is I usually feel a little bit alone describing this, but I could feel how you were, you were playing with the fantasy of what I was doing. Now you might not have been playing with jealousy. I actively engage in that from the perspective of. A little bit of envy, I, I, I'm comparing myself to whoever you're dating. And um, a little bit of jealousy, allowing myself to feel the, well, the reality that you are an autonomous, sacred other who gets to decide if he's done with me and done with our relationship. And every day we get up and we commit to each other, but you don't have to. And I like to play with that. I, I like to bungee jump, but you don't have to. So there are other ways that you could approach the eroticism of my dating and my having sex with other people, mine happens to be driven in part by jealousy. Yours might not be, but it could also be that you just haven't, like, that might be achievement unlocked stuff. You I don't know.
1: said that I was I was dabbling, and I am, and I'm not, like, just playing with it, and I'm not totally sure what I'm playing with, you know, in detail, other than I'm certain it won't be the same day to day. Sure. Like sometimes it may be jealousy, sometimes it may be alignment with some fantasy I've had, you know, that just been playing around with in my head for, you know, one of my own personal erotic storylines that I have. Right. It could be any number of things.
0: This is, so your definition of sex, because we've talked about before, like there are no two identical, like everybody's going to define sex a little definitely different but your me. personal definition has been the one that works best for me now too it's the the overlapping of our erotic realities and stories
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that this this place where the stories like how you make meaning out of sex and how how you learn from the way I do and this is what gives me hope that even if we become physically, like either either misaligned for each other or physically incapable of having the sex we want or um, we just decide not to have this relationship for other reasons. I don't know. There's something really alive about being able to um, play with this level of vulnerability, of mm-hmm. just talking yeah. about your eroticism being so different from mine. And in this area where most people imagine that they'd be playing with fire in a bad way in a really dangerous way to talk about jealousy as erotic might even be to invite it in too close yeah and it might feel threatening and I have found it warming and helpful Uh, some of our most connective erotic overlaps have been when I was able to share with you the depth of my pain and my confusion over, yep, and it gets me off. And, at like, I feel so seen. And when you patiently hold that, I feel so understood. And I feel like I'm just starting to get that level of insight into you. Yeah. Like, just I barely. I think that, well,
1: I, I, that matches my experience. I'm just barely starting to open it up. I'm excited for it.
0: It's It's interesting, though, that I think there's one more point that we didn't touch on that's relevant, which is um, people ask all the time about the difference between jealousy and envy. So I usually describe it as, you know, envy is about longing to be what someone else is or have what they have. And jealousy is about that threat to our valued love object. And the envy can live inside of jealousy, right? Because if I am comparing myself Mm -hmm. to the third, to the interrupter, well, now... I can very easily be an envy of them, yeah. and a thing that y- you and I—we've um, talked about some—but you are just a phenomenal paradox for me because you are incredibly competitive in s- in certain ways. Like I, if I see you in like in a judo competition, you are incredibly com- competitive that way. Or when we did CrossFit competitions, and you were like, you would show up fully to that. But I've never seen you compare yourself to anyone. It's such a paradox to me. And there's so my experience of that is that I've never seen you in envy of anyone. Hmm. And I wonder if that also just reduces the overall threat load around jealousy for you. Because if you're not dealing with jealousy compounded with envy, because envy is an injury to my self worth, my sense of like, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Which is different from is my partner going to leave me? Yep. And, um, different. If you're not struggling with that sense of self-worth issue, maybe jealousy is just a little bit easier for you. And I mean, that would just change the tone of it.
1: Um, it does because I I have had moments when I was much younger um, where I felt what 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 I felt like jealousy was supposed to feel like, like what what all of these stories and shows that depicted jealousy mm-hmm. made it look like. And it was that competitive, mm-hmm. angry, um, wanting to dismantle the threat feeling. And over time, and actually pretty quickly, um, it didn't you're
0: going l- back to like your early twenties here. Oh, okay. 18. Okay. it's going back a ways because
1: it's a long way back. Um, and by my early twenties, um, it didn't line up for me. Uh, I, I really can't, I, I would have to dig into that a lot more to know why, but that feeling changed uh, possibly to maybe I just got much better at numbing. Um, and that is, I mean, I spent those years working on that pretty hard. So that's like,
0: well, so, so there's maybe some of the puzzle of your own individuation journey is <sighs> when something appears to not be part of our work, like let's say it appears that competitiveness or comparison hasn't been a big part of your work. That could be because it's not. Like, we're not all going to come with the same set of shit to unpack. And it can also stem from intense numbing or massive trauma covering it over Mm -hmm. or any or or some combination thereof. And I think that's one of the neat things about loving you while you're um, while you're in particular aging. I like this. Your 50s have been so interesting to be. You're partnered with you because these these qualities that I think of as Ken has already solved these, or these aren't a Ken thing. <laughs> Some of them are now you're you're ready to work on them in this really mature way that I can't even imagine you having worked on at forty. And I knew you very well then, but i I can't imagine that guy having the capacity to sit patiently with his his younger parts and his. His wounded child. Well, that's because
1: that. he couldn't. <laughs> that's why you can't imagine it. Yeah, um, we so we committed to our, our relationship being about growth. As a result, I have grown a lot.
0: Yay! <laughs> Yay! Well, that is that is absolutely one of the great honors of having an individuation relationship. Mm. I I'm, I feel so lucky that we have committed to that, and. The thing is, we didn't know that that's what we were doing at first. No, we didn't. At first, it was lust. And then over many years, it became, well, this better be about growth because it sure as hell isn't about fun. And then...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
0: About about six years in, it became, let's do this because this is a path toward becoming the most the most uniquely ourselves as possible while enjoying being together.
1: And this conversation about jealousy, the the thread that I've felt go through it, in as far as it's been about me, is the um, this this numbing and denial. Like, so I've I've managed jealousy generally well in my life, and for years, I you would ask me, and I would say, well, I don't I don't experience jealousy as I understand it. To be described, I don't experience it. And in retrospect, and from this more mature point of view, I see all the feelings that were that made up the jealousy. And I would I would like deconstruct it and deal with them separately. So maybe I'm a little angry, maybe I'm a
0: little sad, maybe I'm I have some grief.
1: And oh by the way, it's probably unrelated. (laughs) To what you know, and yeah. I see
0: that um, every day, where people will tell me, "No, I'm angry and sad, and I, I'm mad because I think that they're going to leave me." I'm like, "Well, that's literally the description of jealousy. It's okay. It's yeah, okay to say it's okay. To... It's jealousy. I don't care what your relationship structure is. We don't have to demonize it. It's just an emotion, and it's just a word we're using to express this glop of emotions. And I have homework for you. What's your homework? Um, Glenn Slater wrote a great article on numb, on the word numb. Oh, yeah. Um, He drew right out of James Hillman's work. Fantastic chapter of a book. I will grab it for you. you. You can read it. And I think it would be great to do another episode on numbing as psychological work. And what do we do? Because numbing, numb is not nothingness. Numb is a feeling word too. Mm -hmm. You as a feeling type. I'd be I fascinated have, to see what you have to say about um, numbing in relationships.
1: Let me find out what other people have to say too, and then I can maybe speak with it, speak with it, speak about it with some something other than just my own little personal experience.
0: Okay. Awesome. Sounds like we got a follow up. Great. Well, if anybody has any questions about jealousy, um, this is a theme on a thread you're going to hear throughout the podcast. Obviously, this is my primary academic work. I care about jealousy. I also care about your stories. If you have a particular instance of jealousy that is really a struggle point for you um, and you're not ready to do bigger work with me, feel free to email me directly at Jolie at JolieHamilton.com. And I will answer your questions or talk about the case that you're describing. And I will do it anonymously, but I do it not just because it's something I care about talking about, but because if we work with jealousy, what I've noticed is it is absolutely filled with growth potential. And just engaging in a conversation about your jealousy is pretty magic. So I'm game if you are. Write to me. There's no one right way to design your relationship and lots of people actually about 25%, according to a recent national survey are interested in some type of open relationship, but how do you know if you are ready to open up happily? Not everyone is, and that's no problem. I've got a 60 second quiz that will give you the answer and even better you'll walk away with your next step, whether you're good to go or not so much when it comes to opening up. And this is no BuzzFeed nonsense. I personally designed this quiz from my years of academic research. Go to JolieQuiz.com. That's J-O-L-I-Q-U-I-Z.com and find out if you're ready to open up happily and what to do if you are or if you're not.